I just gotta say, what's up, Michigan? It is time for hang time. It has been overtime since when we have been able to talk high school hoops in the state of Michigan. So if you are unfamiliar with the format, this is kind of like the barbershop where we're just all hanging around, talking shop, talking hoops, hanging out, doing that with me. Of course, you know, Scott Bernstein, your boy Bernie is back with us. What up? Hey, man. Freaking just I'm just so excited about basketball and getting to see all the dunks and all the the point guards and the and the the stretch fours and everything that you you wanted is finally here and it's two months late but we got it and and now it's just uh, it's gonna be basketball paradise and also for those unfamiliar to julius kelly you know him as tj in and around the various basketball arenas all over the state of michigan and across the country uh, TJ Kelly back in the house and back for another season of hang time. Hey, without a doubt, um, it's great to be back. Uh, I swear, when when it was, uh, it was like Christmas when as soon as it was announced uh, that the season was starting again, and you know I've knocked out three, been to three games, and wasn't watching them on uh, any websites or anything like that. But it was great to be in the gym to actually yeah. watch six different teams compete against each other over the last two days. And, uh, you know, I'm going to try to knock out 10, 10 games this week. TJ um, was so. covering ice fishing before uh, he got the sports going. Just against a basketball some game players. every night for the yeah. next six weeks. Right. I'm in heaven. And let me just say, not – I mean, we were just in the nick of time. Because yeah. we, we were headed towards uh, DEFCON 4. If things hadn't have been – corrected or you know this season hadn't not been greenlit within 72 hours you were going to have a the floodgates open up and and kids leaving the state to go play club ball on the weekends which would have forfeited their eligibility and if if the mhsaa had got the season back up and running you know at the end of the month you'd have almost all of the best players in the state ineligible to play so I, thank God that we got this thing moving when we did. I agree. I agree. We were just in the nick of time and not in the room with us, but still at the palatial Maori estate in in parts unknown because we don't want to reveal his location. But uh, he joins us as he always does. And uh, Matt is definitely going to give us some insight on what's happening on the girls side of things. But we'll chime in on some of our boys conversation as well. Matt, how are you doing today? Not bad. It's a little weird to be having this closer to Easter than to Thanksgiving. Usually this is uh, we're still working off the turkey at this point right. when we're having the first one of these. But it's, it is good to be back. And it's good. It's like Scott said, this is going to be a sprint. And I think one of the weird things is you kind of have the ebb and flow of a normal basketball season where you get those, you know, preseason tournaments in December, a little bit in November if they get started that early. And then once you hit January and February, about this time some years you hit almost a dead spell where you know the matchups aren't very good and you might go you know three or four game nights without having a great one as as you know because sometimes when you get into conference play the the matchups aren't as great i think that's going to be the nice thing about this year is there is not going to be a night where there is not something happening that's it and that is very exciting for us and it's great for state champs so Guys, Hang Time is always presented by Lawrence Technological University. you got to see the kind of basketball program they're building here, both on the women and men's side. So, uh, hey, if you have a dream of playing college basketball, maybe you've been overlooked. Maybe you feel you're not getting the love you deserve. You know what? You can recruit yourself. You just go to L2Athletics.com. You fill out a short questionnaire, 
And I promise you that somebody from the basketball staff will get back to you within 48 hours. That's how we do it here, and that's how we're going to build this NAIA dynasty that will be here in Southfield, Michigan. Yeah, they got a, a diamond in the rough uh, from Oakland County. Ortonville, Brandon, senior guard forward Cole Pardon, who had a great offseason. Uh, Ortonville, Brandon should be one of uh, kind of maybe one of these teams that you don't think about as a, a as a basketball power, but they're going to be making some noise in the in the Flint Metro this year. And Cole Pardon uh, is a guy that's a part of that future uh, for LTU. There you go. That's how you do it too. You got to just kind of sometimes on some of the power programs find that sixth, seventh guy on the bench, you know. But he's a guy in practice that's bringing it every week, yeah. and maybe he's not getting the exact minutes in the game, but then you know that that will translate to the next level. So. That's how we do it. So, uh, again, we thank Lawrence Tech for being with us and uh, as we get ready and as we kick off another season of State Champs Michigan hang time. So, uh, and again, that's what we're going to hear to do. And uh, I'm not going to do the full sponsory that we do at the beginning. I'm just going to intermix some of the sponsors into the conversation as we get going here. I think that's a, a better way to give them uh, brand awareness. And it also uh, allows it to, to show that they're more integrated with our community. And that way you don't have to sit around and just listen to me yibber jabber. Because uh, you want to hear from these guys. Because you know what, ladies and gentlemen, we're recording this on a Wednesday. Uh, and these guys have already seen basketball, live basketball. I'm going to see tomorrow, and that's Thursday. I'll be at the Flint Beach or Orchard Lake St. Mary's game. Looking forward to filming that. Uh, but let's talk about what you guys have seen already. TJ to Julius, let's start with you. Well, uh, a Brother Rice was very dominant uh, versus East Point. Uh, usually, I wa- this was a game on Monday. They wound up winning by 30 points. Uh, Brother Rice led by so many sophomores, a lot of size. Best sophomore class in the state. Best sophomore in the state. Curtis and, Williams, Xavier down, Thomas, Henry Jonathan Garrity, Blackwell. Johnny Blackwell. Uh, they're 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 phenomenal. You know, Xavier Thomas killed it on the boards. Had a double double. Uh, the versatility of Curtis. I mean, they've got Jonathan Blackwell, who is you know playing the point guard at six foot three, and then you've got Henry Garrity, the son of. Uh, Pat, Garrity. Leg- le- Pat legendary shooter Pat Garrity of Notre Dame and Orlando Magic. I was I was in the I was in the stadium back in 1998 when he dropped 40 on my Hoosiers. Hey, sometimes that happens. <laughs> know. You know, I'm sure I'm sure Bobby Knight had him running around a little bit <laughs> yep. uh, afterwards. But yeah, it, it was great to be in the gym uh, yesterday. I got to check out a doubleheader. Uh, saw Michigan State recruit or commit Pierre Brooks uh, had a phenomenal game. Uh, depending on who you're asking, he had 32 points. Or 24 points. I'll go with the official stat book, and I'm not going to say which one was right. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, it was great to see Pierre Brooks out there. Um, Clearly one of the most who, dynamic players. Yes, and we're going to get into our and, top players and he, later and he, in the And he shot the ball extremely well in beating East English Village. Um, and then I scooted over to see uh, Detroit Loyola uh, lose to Gross Point South. Uh, and Gross Point South got a, a pretty strong sophomore guard in in uh, um, Anthony uh, Bernard, uh, the son of head coach Stephen Bernard, and uh, yeah, it was it it was it was so great to see, you know, just the camaraderie, seeing guys pick each other up off the floor, high fives, you know, just guys talking on defense and all the little things that you wouldn't normally hear um, unless you're at a practice or something like that, because usually you have the crowd right. that's going on behind you and all that stuff, and so yeah, it's one of those things. Guys are learning to whisper a little bit better. You know, they, 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 everybody's got their face mask on. So I guess you can say, I didn't say that. He said that. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, as teenagers do, they'll figure it out and, yep. uh, and they'll be resilient. And, and hats off to them. Yeah. Where were you at, Scott? So uh, I was at Stony Creek West Bloomfield to open uh, the season back on Monday. Let me just say, I've seen three games. 
and I, I feel like I'm echoing myself from some of our football broadcasts where I'm saying that you would have conventional wisdom would say you have a, a, a long delay and you're not in live competition that when you finally hit long competition after a long delay, there's going to be rust. Um, I expected to see it when we had the two-month break in the in the football playoffs, and we came back in the regionals and just great football from the regionals to the finals. All three games I've seen uh, this week, real quality basketball, fundamentally sound, fast-paced. It doesn't it doesn't feel like it's first week of the season basketball. It feels like it's first week of February basketball. So that's great. Um, I saw. I, I'm a little all, all over the place, but I'll backtrack in a second. I saw an LVC game last night between Wald Lake Northern and Lakeland. And if anybody knows about the LVC, they know that it is a very slow, deliberate. Uh, if games get into the 40s, that's like uh, a good, it's good offensive performance. And I saw, you know, a 62 61. Uh, shootout in the LVC last night between Lakeland and Wall Lake Northern. I'm like, wow, this is the first week of the season, and you got two LVC teams that, you know, if this was if this was a PSL or the OAA or the Catholic League, this would be like 100 points, <laughs> both teams scoring. So uh, West Winfield and Stony Creek with the OAA crossover. West Winfield is one of the you consider one of the let's say early possible front runners in the OAA Red. Uh, Stony Creek is one of the uh, early front runners in the OAA White. You know, white beats red. Stony Creek uh, upset West Bloomfield. Uh, Trevor Smith uh, was dynamic. Uh, the Cougars starting point guard, 26 points, six assists, six rebounds. Um, was just, he looked like the Iceman George Gervin out there. Uh, hitting three-pointers, driving to the basket, creating for his teammates. And then he was doing these beautiful, like, twisting layup finger rolls. He did like four of them in traffic where he gets just above the rim and, and like, flip, George like, like George Gervin. I'm like, wow. Uh, I'd seen... Look I, him up, kids. He probably the Iceman. He's from Detroit, too. I know. You should know who he is. Uh, Baddest poster ever. Yeah, in the, in right. the blocks of ice. Yes. Right. Uh, and one. Trevor Smith is someone that frankly gets overlooked. I didn't rank him in my top 20 in Oakland County. I think I had him at... Tw- well, I didn't have him in my top 10. I think I had him at 20. I had him at 20 or 21. But after watching him on Monday, he's definitely deserving of a top 10 or top 15 slot. Um, 4.0 student. Has been doing this for four years on the varsity for for the Cougars, Steve Norgrove and Stony Creek. And really, to me, uh, was a statement game. And maybe, I don't know if he knew I was in the gym or not, but it was kind of a statement game where where Trevor Smith saying, I'm one of the best players in, in the county and probably one of the best players in Metro Detroit. And just like on the football field with Stony Creek, you might have overlooked us in the preseason, but we're going to be contenders this year in the OAA. Yeah, he said, Bernie, take out your <laughs> pen and write it yeah. down. Right. Say it to Luke because we're doing this. So uh, go ahead. No, so, and then West Bloomfield, um, they still look really good. They're, they're going to be a tough out in the OAA Red. They have uh, another – we talked about good sophomores. They got uh, – with, with Brother Rice, they got two really nice sophomores and. Uh, Ryan Hurst and Mitchell Say. Ryan Hurst is a a big physical guard. Reminds me a little bit of Carlton Brundage back in the day uh, where he kind of muscles his way into the lane but has a, a nice touch. Uh, he had 22 points, five rebounds, and five assists. Mitchell Say is more of an athletic. He, he got about three inches on him. He was 6'2 last year. He's about 6'5 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Kip Blazevich uh, is looking good, a uh, grinder on the wing up front. So, you know, that, that was a good game. And then uh, I saw a girls game 
um, for a second for a half yesterday, and I saw West Bloomfield should be the best team in Oakland County. Uh, they have two freshmen that are just outstanding, the Davis girls. So, you know, get a look at them. And then uh, Logan Lewis, one of the best players in the state. She's going to IUPUI. Um, Sydney Hendricks, a really good sophomore. And then finished off last night with that LBC game I was just referencing. Yeah. And uh, w- w- they wanted the buzzer. Uh, Lakeland beat Wild Lake Northern 62-61, I believe. Uh, Zurich, uh, a, a junior front court player for Lakeland had 26 points, 10 rebounds, great game, hit some big shots down the stretch. I believe I believe he hit the game winner, but don't quote me. Okay. And cool. then Wild Lake Northern's got uh, Kevin Robertson and uh, uh, Jesse Lawson, two of the best players um, in the LBC. Kevin uh, Robertson is signed with Spring Arbor. Beautiful. All right, guys. This is the kind of thing you get to get on hang time everywhere, Greg. Go deep on guys. Always going to be shouting out names, giving you guys that uh, you need to look at. Guys, we're showing mad props. Do respect to, uh, you know, as, uh, you know, if they're having particular uh, good efforts and always kind of keeping you in the loop on, you know, who are guys that uh, have already committed to the next level or getting offers. And so it's kind of a, a whole hodgepodge of just, you know, hoops talking. Can what I we say do. one thing to Matt real quick? <laughs> yes, you can. Uh, Matt, it was interesting. Um, it was West Bloomfield A&T last night, and I, uh-huh. even I was only there for a half. Michelle, Michelle Marshall, the longtime coach for A&T and before that for Southfield High School. Lathrop. Sorry. Lathrop, Lathrop. High School. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. To Julius is Lathrop High School. She's well definitely you know, on the, the Mount Rushmore of girls basketball coaches in Oakland County, and uh, she retired. And it was just kind of weird to look at that bench and, and not yeah. see uh, not see Michelle. Yeah, she tweeted out last night that it was the first time in 24 years she was not on the sidelines for a for an opener. Uh, yeah, she and you knew no matter if it was an up year or a down year for Lathrop or or for A and T after that, you were going to get a battle with her teams. And yeah, it's she will be missed definitely. A lot of a lot of coaching turnover in this year. Hmm, interesting. So we'll we'll get into that later in the program, but uh, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's always it's always tough when a legend is no longer there. And uh, but you know, at some point you got to move on. She's and then moving she, on. Twenty four years is a is a great debt of service. Yeah. And then that tweet that she put out was I don't know if you saw this, Matt. Was re- uh, Deja Church responded to that tweet, and yeah. and I don't remember exactly how she put it, but it was very eloquent and just said, you know, Coach, you meant so much to me, and you were. You were like a uh, another member of my family, and I couldn't be where I am without you. In kind of response to Michelle Marshall's uh, tweet, Deja Church is at Michigan now. She was at Michigan. She is at DePaul. She okay. transferred to DePaul. Yeah. Okay. I think that that's a testament, the ultimate testament that every coach wants to hear from any of their players. You know, thanks for the involvement. Yeah. Uh, you know, just being there for in, in my development, and when you get to say hey, you're you're like family. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things where you know everything comes full circle. Because we all want to see, you know, the kids, you know, go on and be better than us. Yes. You know, in, in so many in so many ways, and uh, you know, in being able to instill the, you know, the, you know, the the, the positive energies and stuff like that that are needed. Um, you know, that's a that's a hats off to uh, Michelle. And if you're lucky, you don't just have a couple kids that come and tell you that. You get dozens or hundreds. Oh. I mean, if you're someone, you know, and it's been at it for forty years. I mean, you you've literally impacted, you know triple figures if not quadruple figures of lives yeah or, or absolutely fame induction should be pretty nice <laughs> exactly some some possibly even like grandmothers yeah, at right. this point you know exactly that's how long you know 
Uh, she is, you know, her presence has been in Michigan. And, you know, another hats off I want to give, uh, you know, another partner with the program, and that's the MHSAA. And trying to deal and navigate these waters, you know, they too, when they heard the word that contact sports were going to get going, you know, was at the football state finals. And, you know, they were trying to absorb all the information in real time as we were. And I just got to say, you know, they, they, they stuck to it. You know, they were trying to put out the science and the data that shows they could do this. They pulled off the football finals and the whole football restart, which was amazing that they could even do that. So I think we got to show some props to, uh, to the group there. Yeah, and, I've been, and I've been shouting them out this whole pandemic because yeah. I, I really think that, uh, you know, everyone, everyone's going to have an opinion and you're never going to please everyone all the time. But I, I've been really, really, uh, I don't want to say pleasantly surprised because that's kind of a backhanded compliment it to is. the MHSAA. But I've been okay. very, been very, uh, very uh, encouraged, yeah. and uh, I, I'm very proud of what Mark Ewell and the MHSAA has done on behalf of the students and on behalf of all of us that are involved in the community. Because I really, really, honestly believe that he has all of our best interests in mind and is doing everything they can, everything he can, to to make sure that we we have a smooth, uh, smooth 2020-21 high school sports season. I love I love that live streaming you know i mean i've got a family member you know i couldn't make it to the game you know not that i didn't have other priorities or whatever you know but uh you know all of a sudden i get a link you know and i get to look down and you know i hey this is this is this is great to see it you know just from from a distance and seeing that live streaming isn't the devil yeah you know, it's good, I think for, the, that, it's good for the brand of. And it, it, it's it's great for the brand of, of of basketball. You know, college coaches. You know, I know that MHSA they could care less about recruiting. You know, they stick to what they do. But at the same time, when you talk about college coaches not being able to go out and watch, yeah, you, know, um, you know, players that they're recruiting, the investment that the parents and the players have made, you know, over the spring summer, you know, in search of playing on the next level. You know, they opened up a window by allowing live streaming. And for the vast majority of them, they're free, whether it be on YouTube. You know, I know they have subscriptions with other places, but, you know, I think that, you know, just schools wanting to step up. And I think that at the end of the day, adults have to be there for the kids, have to be there for the players and kind of set an example and say, look, you know, hey, you know, they're going to be what the ebb and flows of life. Um, but you know, hey, we're we're still going to make it through. And I think that these kids that are going through this and all their hurdles that they've gone through, this is their. We walked up hills uh, to school and in a foot foot of snow, and we walked uphill back to school or back home. You know, and it was like one of those things. You know, if I can use like a 20th century uh, equation. Back to in the, my day. Back in my day. <laughs> you know, and it's one of those things where you know what? Hey, hats off to these kids again, and I can't I can't say how. And proud then the, I, am. I thought the composure that all these kids. Uh, displayed over the delay or the pause or or the whatever you want to reference the the pandemic affected schedule um you know they they did it the right way they they involved themselves a lot of them involved themselves in the uh, let us play movement or let them play movement and i i was just blown away by watching um one of the rallies, I think, a week or two ago, and Kareem Rozier, we've talked about him before, the point guard for Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Yeah. He's the straw that stirs that drink. Mm-hmm. Number one team in the state, and and the most, you know, the the pure point guard that uh, that Kareem Rozier is is the engine that makes that St. Mary's team go the last three years, and such a natural leader. Um, and he got up there at the Capitol and, and spoke from his heart. Um, 
And I, I think that embodied what so many other the athletes around the state were playing. And, and they did it right. It was peaceful protest. It was uh, exercising your right to, to let people know how, how you're feeling and what you want and, and why you want it. And, and I thought that, you know, the MHSAA, the, the governor, the, the health department all responded uh, the right way. And now we're, we're off and running. All right. And just let me say, as much as you love live streaming out there, it's great. You can go and enjoy that. But sometimes you just want the best. Sometimes yeah. you want the highlights. You want that up-close feel. You want to see those sideline shots. You want to see that that dunk right in your face and stuff. Well, that's what State Champs does, and that's what State Champs has done for 18 years. So uh, let you know we are still going to be covering games. We have been allowed to be covering games. You will be seeing highlights uh, from some of the best games here every week in the state. In fact, uh, this week we thought we had a good six-pack of games uh, that we're covering uh, on the boys' and girls' side total. On the boys' side, we've got uh, Wednesday South Christian at Grand Rapids Catholic Central matchup. It's good, some good game. We're going to talk about the top teams next. That's what I'm leading into. Thursday, of course, I'll be filming the Flint Beach Road Orchard Lake St. Mary's game, which will always be a runner. Friday, of course, we've got the rivalry, Saginaw at Arthur Hill. So you know that's going to be off the hook to start the weekend. And then on the girls' side, uh, we had a good game last night, and that was uh, Detroit, Edison, and Marion. Granted, Edison kind of ran away with that one, uh, but, you know, not unexpected, and, and those two teams will definitely be battling. Uh, did not have such a good one in Waterford, Kettering, in South Line East last night. Uh, that one kind of got away from, uh, from uh, Kettering, but... Uh, I believe it was Kettering. You know that who won that game at? It was it was Kettering. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, South Line is supposed to be good this year. Yeah, yeah. But I think it was yeah. Kettering that won yeah. very very lopsided. Oh, Kettering won. Yeah, lopsided. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. In the girls' no, Kettering no, lost East one. Kettering lost lopsided. Oh, Kettering lost. Yeah. lost. Okay, okay. Yeah. Good, good. All right. Yep. Well, just so we're clear. Yep. And then we've got uh, another good one between some of the top teams: Grand Rapids Christian and Byron Center. Uh, on Friday for the girls team. So that'd be a good match. Those are some top 10 teams. So that's what we've got coming up on State Champs. How you watch that, of course, just follow State Champs Michigan on your social media platform of choice. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's all there. State Champs Michigan show airs on Sundays, and that's where you get all the highlights from all the sports of everything we cover. We've got hockey this week, competitive cheer. We've got boys swimming, you name it, right? We're all over it every week. <laughs> so check it out. Let's get into some of the top teams that we're looking for. Now, we don't need to make this a huge, long segment. Let's just talk about the cream of the crop as we head into this boys' basketball season. To Julius. Man, <laughs> you're never going to live that down. You should have never told him. Lord. TJ told us his, fir his first name, and he said it was to Julius. I had no idea. We've yeah, always I've called him TJ. TJ for 15 years. Uh, yeah. and so that, that is who he is from now on. Yes, yes, yes. I've been that for 45 years. Right. You know, and, and no disrespect, I love the name. I, I think it's a My great name. My parents don't even call me to Julius. That's the crazy okay. thing. I've been only TJ. Yeah. For only when, they're, like really only when they're really mad at you. To I've, Julius, I've, Wendell. I've, oh, right. Yes. I have yeah. one deceased family member. She used to call me to Julius, and yeah. I think my third grade teacher, Mrs. Bloss okay. at Liberty Elementary School in Highland Park called Shout me to out. Julius. Okay. Um, but other than that, they weren't trying to figure that out or anything like that during the first day of roll call. Um, and I would just stop them. I'd be like, TJ. Yeah. And yeah. we went from there. Uh, yeah. um, Understood. And, and so uh, the legend of 12 Mile was built. All right. <laughs> 12 so, Mile down. Who are we looking at? Uh, who are we loving? You know what? As much as Scott loves Orchard Lake St. Mary's um, as the number one team, I love Ann Arbor Huron. But they're not playing. Um, 
but they are they playing. are playing. playing. That Breaking yeah. news! Oh, okay, I missed it. I missed yep. it. Yes, so it why don't you stop. just kind of lead off real quick the news that we've got about uh, Ann Arbor? Yep. So Ann Arbor schools were the only school district in the in the state in the country, um, in the Western Hemisphere that weren't allowing uh, uh, contact sports. Um, the powers that be uh, wound up making, in my opinion, the right decision by allowing them to uh, saying, hey, go ahead. You can go ahead and do this. You need to make sure that, you know, rapid testing and social distancing is, you know, obviously, you know, being respected. Um, I think that Waleed Samaha, the head coach for the Hurons. Very is, vocal. Uh, very and, vocal. And, you know, what? The yeah. social media presence. And I think that for good reason. He's yeah, got a no, ton of seniors. Absolutely. He's got scholarship players. Yeah. They are arguably the the biggest team, and I know that in the past I've always talked whether it be Class A or Division One about the necessary the need for height, and they have that. They have uh, Julian Lewis, who's one of the most versatile players, one of the more underrated prospects. I mean, he's going William to Mary. he's going to William and Mary, and uh, you know he's more than likely going to be a standout there. Um, over and, the next four years. And correct years. if I'm wrong, it was Ann Arbor Huron and Ypsilanti Lincoln who were playing in the district finals last year when we shut it down. That was yes. that Friday game. I've Matt shaking his head. So yes, yeah, because yes. I had seen them a few weeks earlier when Ann Arbor Huron beat Ypsilanti yep, Lincoln at the Convocation Center. At the Convocation Center, and I was so impressed with how they did it. And I say they're going to do it again. I had a feeling that yep. Ypsilanti Lincoln's season was going to end that Friday night because Huron was full of swag. And the only senior that they had on that team was Mike Robinson, who wound up going, to, who's now at Wayne State. Um, uh, but, you know, you look at so much of the talent. Lake Superior State's getting a couple of guys off Tyler, the team. Tyler Edmondson, who's the quarterback on the football team and also one of, one of the best snipers uh, in, in the state of Michigan. He's going to Lake State. Yep, yep. And one of, yeah, he can, he, can, he can shoot it. Uh, they're a big fella. I apologize. King, Kingsley, I Kingsley Perkins. Kingsley Perkins. Is, I mean, he's got a seven-foot wingspan. He's six-foot-five, six-foot-six. Gets off the ground as well as anybody um, and as far as being able to defend the rim, I mean, he's not Isaiah Jackson, obviously, but, you know, he, the way that he defends the rim, it just comes natural to him. I mean, he cleans the boards, and he's got those go-go gadget arms where he just keeps that length where, you know, he's there. He can be their post defender. He finishes extremely well around the basket. They've got the six foot eight twins, the Den Houders. Uh, then you talk about Julian Lewis, who's six foot six. Devin Tim Womack, Devin Womack, six one, six two. Edmondson, you know, he's six five. Yeah. You know, and and only and keeps on growing and stuff like that. So they can burn you from the interior, the mid range, or from the perimeter, as Edmondson showed. Um, you know, over the last year, and uh, you know, when you talk about sending guys out to the GLIAC to Division One programs. There are just not a lot of teams that can put that together. And I think the most important thing, especially about, you know, having this much time off is these guys grew up with each other. You know, they've been playing on the same team for the last four years. The chemistry is there. They know everything about each other. They wasn't like they knew each other they're for all 15 in, years they're all in and then found kids. out their first name was to Julius right. or something like that, you know. I mean, these guys really know, you know, they know each other's yeah. favorite movies. Yeah. They know each other's favorite songs. They know their you know, all these other wonderful There's things. There's no transfers. Like it's that. all Ann Arbor kids. And, like TJ yeah. said, all yep. kids that have been playing together since elementary school. Yep. And okay. and I and I and I and I really like them. Is yeah. you know, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Orchard Lake St. Mary's. It would not surprise me at all um, if they wound up being in the yep. Breslin in April. If that sounds weird, they, right. they took they um, took a personnel loss, kind of recently. Uh, Jason Deuce Drake, 
made the move from the Catholic League at St. Mary's to the OAA Red. He's at Ferndale now. I think there was a full family move, so he's eligible. And that happened at, like, Christmas break. So definitely helps Ferndale in their in their run to try to – everyone in the OAA Red is trying to unseat Clarkson in that, that insane 14-year straight winning streak of, of the OAA Red. I mean, when you think about it – one of the best leagues in the state of Michigan, one of the best leagues in the you know the entire Midwest region of yeah. of the of the country, mm-hmm. and you have a, a program that's won fourteen straight. That's um, up there with Girls Point South Girls yeah. uh, golf team who yeah. won seven championships in a row, as I noticed yesterday. And I I don't think that um, I, I'm not necessarily thinking that it, that fifteen is on the horizon. No disrespect to Tim Wasilk, but uh, Ferndale getting Juice Drake is a is a big. Uh, gain for them, and frankly, for for St. Mary's, it's a loss. You lost another Division One player, right? Uh, a kid that, although was kind of hidden a little bit behind Lauren Bowman and Julian Roper and Kareem Rozier, he still had a game at the end of last season where he dropped thirty five, I think, mm-hmm. 30, 32, 33 points. And one so, thing about so, Orchard Lake and St. Mary's, I mean, they added Corleone Templeton and Will Smythe, and the and, fresh and, prince and, of Orchard Lake. Yeah, so Will, <laughs> I mean, Will's Will's one of the better shooters in the state. He'll be a scholarship player. Uh, you look at uh, Peter you know, Nowoke. I love Peter Nowoke in the middle. Yep, and, for DC, and DC. I mean, they've got a lot of height. DC. I would love to see Orchard Lake St. Mary's and Ann Arbor here on in the in somewhere in the Breslin Center. I'm not sure if it's in the semifinals yeah. or the finals. I didn't look that far just because I wasn't trying to right. lay a carrot in front mm-hmm. of my nose and stuff like that. Yeah, that yeah. I'm never ever going to. DC reach. Temple was at St. Mary's, played as uh, on varsity as a freshman in 19. Then he moved uh, to Yips Landing Lincoln to play with Amani Bates, and now he's back as a junior uh, at St. Mary's in that front court. So if we're talking to Division One, where are we at on U of D Jesuit this year? Love them. Yeah, Love them. Sonny Wilson, you, Sonny Charlie, Wilson. Char- uh, Charles Turner, uh, Mutebi, um, Pat Donnelly. Let's just say Pat yeah, Donnelly. Yeah. You know, one of the one of the the better coaches in the state. Um, obviously, a couple championships. Cassius Winston. You know, is. You know, led you know led them to a state championship. A few Sonny years. Wilson's a little shorter than Cassius, but he's just as spunky. Uh, he's a fire, star- he's a fire, he's a fire starter. He's a he, sophomore he, now. Yeah. Sonny Wilson could make it down to uh, baseline to baseline by yeah. the time Cassius gets to half court. Yeah, right, right. More athletic, just not as big. Yeah. And Matt, you can chime in anytime you want. You just let me know. I see you nodding your head, so you just give me the wave. We'll we'll bring you in. I know. Uh, okay, and then we'll. It, since we go to Division Two, to, let's talk real quick. River Rouge. I was going to say we're yes. now going to go to yes. Division Two. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, and yeah. that's where we've right. got our you know River Rouge of the world. That's where you're going to see maybe some players like Brother Rice try to make some noise. Ferndale, Ferndale, uh, Ferndale uh, and uh, Rice, Rice. Rice is in two now. Be- Beecher's still. Let's not throw out Grand Rapids. It, Beecher's still in. Right, exactly. That's where I was going to say. That's where the West Side starts playing a role when you start getting into Division Two, II, Division Three. So. Ben Harbor. Yeah, you know, hey, there you go. Hey, the legend of Scooby will be living for a little while there. Ooh, that's right, that's right. So, uh, River Rouge. I mean, we still have Legend Jeter, right? And they got yeah, a transfer. They got a transfer at, at Christmas break as well uh, from Port Huron, uh, Deovian Price, who actually quarterbacked Port Huron in the fall, and then his mom got a job, uh, I guess, in Metro Detroit, and they made the move over Christmas break. And he, you know, in addition to be a quarterback for for uh, Port Huron, he was also a all all league point guard, averaged twenty a game the last two years. So he'll he'll step in there to a pretty talented backcourt along with Keyshawn Devlin and Do- uh, Donovan Cole, and uh, obviously Legend Jeter in the front court. That's that's a pretty good team. That Port Huron team was the that was the last game that I watched. I watched. 
in the in the semifinals. We went up to Port Huron, uh, see, saw Dakota win, and then I saw Port Huron win, and uh, that was. What do you think? It. Of, what, what do you think of Price? I, I like I, him. I, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a solid scorer. He gives him a little bit more size in the in the backcourt. Um, you know, Devlin's you know five nine ish. Um, you know, just to have a little bit more size, but. You know, I, you know, when when you talk about some of the other guards in that in that in the in Division Two, you know, you, I mean, you know, if he's got to go against Kobe Bufkin, you know, he gives them, you know, if Rouge goes goes against Crandall Rapids Christian, he'll he'll definitely be out. Yeah. So as we move our way to the West Side, where is the power you feel coming from this year? Is it Grand Rapids Catholic Central continuing to kind of still be the top dogs, kind of in the area? Grand Rapids Christian was always one two. I tell you, South what. Christian always yeah. wants to make a play. Um, dip, I will say, depending on the guard play, um, two places with Muskegon. Obviously, they've lost Vernon Nash. They lost uh, Jarvis Walker. Um, they had a strong win last night. Had uh, an unknown 2022, which I uh, look to get to know a little bit better in the le- in the in the coming year or in the coming weeks. Yeah, let me say it like that. Um, Zealand East. Zealand East, they've got the Claremont uh, twins. Yeah, Brandon, and about, Brandon and Nate, both going to Ferris. And and Nate, I believe, is the 6'7", more productive. One's a uh, big and one's a wing. 6'7", six, six, and 6'11". Uh, I'm not saying they're Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, but, uh, and then they also have in uh, Trip Rearsma. Reamers no mode. one remembers that reference. There's, we yeah, do. the crap so left twi- over. The twin, no, from Twins. Twins, the movie yeah. Twins. It's a really good movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah Very it's funny. a phenomenal movie. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, and then you add in uh, Trip Reamersma. Uh, just, just committed to Saginaw Valley, I believe? Yes. So they've got three guys that are going in the GLIAC, the GLIAC being one of the top Division II program or the leagues in the country. Um, the Fair State just won a couple of, won a national championship yep. a couple of years ago. Um, but, yeah, I, I really like them. Um, then you've got Grand Rapids Catholic Central. You've got Grand Rapids Christian. Uh, let's not sleep on Grand Rapids Union. I know that Brandon Guyton has really done a great job of turning the program around there. Uh, they've got a new gym. The Red Hawks showcases this week, mm. uh, this weekend. Only three games this year. Uh, right. uh, we won't have to worry about anybody sitting on the court or right. anything like that this year. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it's what he's done, been able to do with that program has been pretty nice. Uh, you know, we mentioned Benton Harbor. I imagine the Kalamazoo Central is going to be up there and going to be a pretty solid what about, program as well. Uh, Northview, don't they? Yep. Vander, Vander, Vander Kyle, Jack? Kyle, Kyle, Kyler Vanderjack. Actually, they play Grand Rapids Christian. I'm going to go up to that game next Friday. Uh, and, you know, uh, dabble in the six one six. You know, try to spread the love a little bit everywhere. Thank you, um, without a doubt. And uh, you know, maybe I'll hopefully be able to go and get some Mister Scribbs pizza out in Muskegon. Okay, uh, pretty soon too. All right, I love that. I love that. Don't go to Freddy's uh, Pizza anytime soon because you know Bar's busy. Barstool shouted that out the other day, named oh, it the best pizza oh, in Michigan, eight point seven. And then I heard yesterday that was like, yeah, you could, you I heard get, that too. You couldn't get within like two miles. Of yeah, but yeah, he yeah. but he loves that problem. Oh uh, yeah, 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 he, yeah. He wants something. More than to yeah. bring more people yeah. on staff, with like more pies. Well, no, that's, that, that's downriver. That, that shows you the, Park, the, the, Melvin Dell, I think Melvin Melvin That shows you the power of, of Barstool. Barstool, man. Yeah. They they're running the show. Matt, before we leave Just this subject, bite. any other you know boys teams you think that are, are right up there in the upper echelon? Not uh, not anything that anybody missed. I mean, I, I think they both pretty well covered it. I didn't yeah. have anybody that I wanted to add to that. Okay, and I and I could say you know Flint Beecher is a program that always just reloads, so it's going to be real interesting for me to see them tomorrow and see you know how 
how uh, how they came, uh, you know, how they come back, uh, and you know, and and the Saginaws of the world, and the Arthur, you know, I mean Saginaw. Uh, oh, I, who was the what was the name of the guard? I, I love so much. Uh, last, oh, last, last year, year uh, he was oh, he was up. Uh, was it surreal? Surreal, surreal, surreal. surreal. Yeah. Freddie McIntosh. Loved him, yeah. yes, exactly. Freddie McIntosh. And uh, you know so. those guys. A lot of times, they're you know, all of a sudden they just they just burst onto the scene, and you you don't notice any, and then all of a sudden. They, they they do a throwdown that has the whole place for jumping Ar- on for them. Arthur It will Hill. just be us media in that case. Mm-hmm. A diaper dandy to look for for Arthur Hill, Timmy Jordan. Okay. Yeah. I mean yeah. he's a he's a, a a window window cleaner slash okay. jumping jack slash really nice prospect for the class of twenty three for for college coaches. All right, hey guys, another proud sponsor of the program, the Detroit Medical Center's physical therapy and sports medicine team. It's so critical right now, uh, especially you athletes that maybe uh, who are just getting yourselves back on. Maybe you're trying to get in shape for spring. You know, it's key right now if you haven't done some conditioning or put yourself in a conditioning program, you are on your way to injury. So what have we done here at State Chance? Well, we partnered up with DMC as we did last year. We've created some more segments we call Game Changers. And what these are are informative pieces of uh, little things that you can uh, train yourself up on, make you a better, faster athlete, uh, some some little training tips, some techniques on to prevent injury. Right now, our segment we have running this week is how to come back after you've had COVID-19. Now, there's a lot of athletes out there who actually have had COVID-19 and are, you know, feeling good now. But again, your lungs may still need some extra work to get yourself back to full speed. You don't want to put yourself out there and all of a sudden find yourself in some sort of cardiac arrest. We don't need that happening on the basketball courts. So... Watch this segment, some things you can do to give your lungs some extra conditioning. Just something that we do here at State Champs every week. You can find our Game Changer segments. There's a YouTube playlist at our State Champs TV YouTube page. And while you're there, please like and subscribe. It's important for us. But you can also catch them on social media or watch the State Champs Michigan show. All right, guys. Let's get back into uh, what we wanted to talk about, and let's get into some early, early Mr. Basketball candidates. I would say there's four right now that are I would consider the front runners: uh, Buffkin at at South at Christian at Christian. Christian sorry, yep, South Christian. Yep. Uh, Pierre P. J. Brooks. Pierre. Pierre Brooks Jr. A.K.A. Yes. P. J. Brooks. The second. He's PB, also known as uh, the second. PB two from yes, uh, two from Douglas. Yes. Uh, Julian Roper. The combo guard from St. Mary's, and then Legend Jeter from River Rouge. Am I missing? Do you think there's someone else that needs to be considered a front runner? Uh, I Foster Wonders maybe from the UP. Right. Uh, I, yep. Yes. Yep. They'll pick five. So generally they run yeah, with five. Yep. And then I, I know that he, Julian's going to William and Mary. I mean, he had. Oh, I mean, Julian you can't look, you can't look past. I, I don't, to me, I don't think they. And just based off of how they're going to wind up, you know, their success. You know, often, they're going to sp- they're going to spread the ball around. Yeah, well, um, you know, it, it's, so you might have to have the stats as you know. There's going to be a lot of balance there, um, but yeah, I can, could also. I, lo- I love that five that you just gave. I mean, with, and with Legend Jeter, who I, you know, in in my humble opinion, the hardest working man in the MHSAA. I mean, nobody goes harder on a play-by-play basis, baseline to baseline, whether you're talking about running the floor in the transition, whether you're talking about half court, whether you're talking about uh, clearing uh, uh, rebounds on, on the glass. Legend Jeter is a man-child. Um, oh, yeah. But I don't know if he's going to put up the statistics that you'll see from the Julian Ropers, that you'll see from Bufkin, that you'll see definitely from Pierre Brooks. Um, no doubt. I would so, say maybe even Omar Ziegler. 
you know, yeah. as an outside chance. Yeah, from King. You know, I mean, if yeah. King can, King's got a chance to have success. Who's going to win the PSL? I mean, I don't, you right. know, I don't, I don't it's know wide open. It. Yeah, we're going to find out. We're going to see you know, the power players of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very interesting over the next couple of weeks uh, how how teams come together and th- this conversation is going to change uh, because guys are going to step up and other guys might regress. And again, we might be dealing with some injury factors yep. that happen, which play a role in Michigan. So Buffkins uh, going to Michigan. Yep. Right, uh, Pierre Brooks going to Michigan State. Legend Jeter's going to Providence. Julian Roper is going to Northwestern, and then Foster Wonders is uh, <coughs> to Southern Illinois. Yes. I tell you, Northwestern. You know, my nephew. My nephew is a team manager for Northwestern. Well, he's going to school there, so he's with the basketball team. You know, and uh, you know, shout out to John Borovich. You know, who's yep. assistant coach there, and doing a great job with Michigan. Birmingham, see home. Matt, Matt Nick- mile down. Matt Nicholson there now. Yep. Uh, and uh, and again, you know, adding. Chris Collins, quality, Chris, quality player. They're taking really good players from yeah. Michigan. That are Both their football that. and basketball program have yeah, made yep. a, a conscious effort to come recruit yeah. uh, in in Michigan and have done a really good job. Julian Roper, I mean, he is as explosive as you come at the two guard spot. He's really improved his jumper. Uh, he, he, you know, it used to be kind of that he was a streak shooter from the outside. Now, he, you know, he's a, he's dead eye now. Yeah, and I can't think of his name, but they have a former player from Detroit Country Day. That's on that roster as well, and um, uh, at Northwestern. Um, yeah, yeah, at Northwestern on the basketball team. On the yeah, basketball a walk team. On. Yeah, uh, a walk on. Yeah, walk on. Six five six six. Graduated yeah. two, three years. Champion. No. Nope. Anyway, um, we'll, we'll think of it at some point. But he's really good right friends. He's really good friends with my Mr. nephew. Mr. Sandu. That's it. Oh, the the shooter. Yeah. Oh, okay, I remember him. Yeah. I had no idea he was yeah, walk walk on at, yeah. at Northwestern. Nick Sandu or is Nick? He was a good yeah, shooter. Yeah. He was yeah. a good yeah. shooter. He was on that team that if they would have stayed together, could have been <clears throat> really really difficult. They had Wendell Green, Mac Maxiel. Let's think about think about that Country Day team from a couple years ago. Mac Maxiel, who's now at Sterling Heights Stevenson, De La Salle. Oh, he's at De La Salle now. Yes. De La Salle. Oh, okay. Well, Mac Maxiel, who's at De La Salle now, sat out last year. Um. You got Wendell Green, who's tearing it up at no, Eastern, yep. at, uh, Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky. For uh, AEW Hamilton. Yeah, and then Julian, and Julian Roper was on that team, too. And then Sandu was the, was the designated uh, outside shooter. Crazy. Yeah, anyway. Backman so. Seals at uh, De La Salle. Yeah. Is he eligible? Yes. He's eligible? Yes. He yeah. sat a year, he said. Yeah, but he sat a year at Stevenson. No, he sat out a year. I mean, it, no, he sat a year. He, he, was, at Ste- he was at Stevenson. But he didn't actually. play. We right. just talked about Ben Pino, man. Yeah. I mean, if I can take a year off of school, oh, that's a big di- so that's a big difference for uh, De La Salle, for De La Salle in, the, nice. in the Catholic League. Yeah, because wow. Tristan Nichols, the whole Catholic good. League, yeah, the whole yeah. Catholic Linden League, Holder. strong, yeah. strong. Yeah. Start the ba- it's the deepest. It's the best the Catholic yeah. League's been in twenty years. Yeah. And I'll tell you this: and Catholic, in terms of Catholic best, Central, Catholic they're going to be the best for the next two. Hold on, to two thousand twenty-three, they're going to be the they're going to be tops because De La Salle is loaded with sophomores. I mean, even Detroit Loyola loaded with sophomores. You know, uh, Brother Rice, you know, obviously we talked about them. Yeah. Um, and then uh, um, Catholic Central. Cooper Craig. I mean, he's only a, you know, a, junior. He's a junior, but he's got a Division One offer. Yeah. But, yeah, they've got, you know, there's, there's going to be A lot of talent a, in the Catholic Central. A lot of Central. talent. And let's not forget against you, you a D Jesuit. You know, Sonny Wilson, you know, arguably the top sophomore point guard in the class. No doubt. All right, guys, before we finish up our boys' conversation, we're going to bring Matt Mowry in, talk about the girls, talk about the top teams, talk about uh, some missed basketball probables. Uh, I'd like to get from you guys any, any uh, games you're looking forward to, uh, kind of a weekend preview. If uh, some people want to make sure, you know, whether they can attend it or just watch it via stream, what are some of the games coming up that you guys really think people should be tuning into? 
And I've already mentioned, you know, uh, that uh, on Thursday, if you're listening to this, uh, on Thursday is, is the Orchard Lake uh, Flint Beecher game. Uh, we'll have highlights of that, and we'll also have Saginaw and Saginaw Arthur Hill. You got to always see those highlights. Those will be those will be great. Uh, and then also um, we will have other games. But I know that there's some. You know what some I like big, on Beecher is, min, is Minifield. He's killing it right now. I like Keon Minifield. Okay. He's at, killing it right now. I've talked to numerous college coaches, and they're like, "Well, so what's up with this kid?" And I was yeah. like, "Look." His high school coach, Coach Monty Morris, he's, he's it's point guard you. Yep. At, you know, and this is a kid who came in at, I mean, when he was a freshman, he's probably about five foot five and a hundred pounds. pounds you know? so cool. It was like him and Simon Wheeler talking about like yeah, the, right. the the two pound for pound, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and now he's a legit six foot, um, and you know, if you grow a half a foot, and you, then you learn to play small ball, and all of a sudden athleticism and size comes your way, and it's like, oh, no longer a layup. That's a dunk. You know, I don't have to be maybe as crafty, but you're still going to keep that craftiness. And so, yeah, I really like Keon Minifield, and they've got some really, re- you know, some really, really good players in that team. Go ahead. I was going to say, TJ. I know you mentioned the uh, just because I want to get it. Yeah, I know you mentioned the the Red Hot Red Hawk Showcase going at Grand Rapids Union. That's happening this Saturday. Also, you said that uh, Catholic League games are now on, on Saturdays Saturday. to ensure quality refs. Yes, yes, taking a step above and stuff like that. Hey, and hey, I, I love it. I mean, there the the games are going to be at you know the you know select gyms are going to be at University of Detroit Jesuit or De La Salle. Um, you know, they're not going to be played all at Marion. I mean, if that wasn't done, it was in a quadruple header every every Saturday. Oh, man. Let's throw out an R- let's real quick throw out an RIP to uh, Dave Feldman. I mean, such a loss. I love that man. The AD at uh, Marion. Yeah, we, we lost him to COVID. He is a, a boys basketball coach, a girls basketball coach. Yeah. He's been in the Catholic League for, you know, for as long as I can remember. Eons. Uh, I think he graduated from Catholic Central. Yeah, and man. it just was a real Big kicker. advocate of state champs right out of the oh, game my back God. in 2002. He, he made, whenever you showed up at, at Marion Games, made you yeah. feel like, like you were part of the family. And just it was a real kick in the gut when, when I heard that. Yeah, um, a game that I'm really excited about seeing this uh, upcoming uh, weekend or in the upcoming days is Oak Park-Ferndale. Uh, OA Red matchup. Two teams that... A couple weeks ago, before I knew about the personnel, I would not have said it was a game I was excited about. But after uh, talking to both coaches and, and hearing about a, uh, some movement, that some, some additions, some subtractions, um, all of a sudden Ferndale and Oak Park went from kind of afterthoughts in the OAA, OAA red race to now being potential sleepers slash contenders. Uh, Oak Park has, has, has brought in Duran Shepard. Uh, as their new head coach, and you know that's just a, a huge wily veteran. Yeah, it's just a huge equalizer guys on the bench. He's going to stabilize that program yeah. with, the, with the pores. And don't forget that that Inkster, Inkster team, team went to the final four, who wound up beating Romulus, uh, Romulus team, who everybody thought was just going to roll. And you know he wound up he wound up doing an excellent job. Yeah, yeah just, so I mean, D- he's about one of the better minds in 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 the in the state. D Shepherd uh, played at Depores, coached one state championship at Depores, played at Albion. As TJ said, it was the coach at Inkster. Now he's taken, a, I think he's taken about five years off uh, to watch his son Tariq play, and now he's back on the bench. And uh, just a perfect fit at Oak Park. Has a previous, pre- previous relationship with Greg Carter, who's the uh, AD there, and he's going. I really think that this is such a. This is going to be like when Greg Carter came to the football program and and got things over the hump there. Uh, Duran Shepard is is just a, a master tactician, a great motivator. Uh, a great father figure of these kids. So you got 
the Henderson brothers who come over from uh, Ypsilanti Lincoln. Uh, they had played with Imani Bates. Keon Henderson was the point guard. Ashton Henderson is a shooting guard. So they should uh, be very uh, uh, impactful for the Knights this year. And then you got a couple guys that are left over from the Bobby Thompson regime who I think Durant Shepard will coach up. I mean, these guys are athletes, thoroughbreds. Duran Roseborough, uh, <coughs> Roseboro, who last year was definitely one of the best dunkers in Oakland County, needs to refine some of his offensive skills. And I, I've heard that he's made, he's made some big strides in the offseason. Sean Brown is another name I heard about, about 6'5". Uh, someone Duran Shepard is real high on. And then you go over to Ferndale. Uh, Coach uh, Rickman came over from East English Village a couple years ago. He's got that program back uh, as contenders. Trayvon Lewis, you know, a real, a real you know, kind of hidden gem uh, in terms of uh, recruiting. I love him as a two guard. He's six four. Is just lights out from downtown. Is developing uh, more of a move to the rack. Is finishing at the basket. Money from the free throw line. Uh, we we mentioned Deuce Drake coming over there, and then they have uh, two sophomores that people should be aware of out of the backcourt. Uh, in Cam Reed, who started last year, and the kid that uh, I'm real high on and I think could blossom into a star this year is Caleb Renfro. I really like him. Okay. Um, just real quick before we, we finish this, just real quick, just a couple of shout-outs on some of the smaller small schools, mm-hmm. small school who's we're looking at. You know, we got any of the Dollar <coughs> Bays or the Dansvilles of the world that are uh, you know going to be tearing us I up? Dollar Bay, Lance at Dollar Bay. Okay. And that was yesterday. Okay. I wasn't going to make the trip over, Mackinac, over the Mackinac Bridge. Right. Uh, Croswell, Lexington. Um, I thought that they were going to do a, you know, they were going to make be able to make a run. Uh, they've got a strong group of junior, uh, now seniors. Um, unfortunately, their season got canceled, and a lot of we didn't get to find out about them as much. I was looking for them to play in the Motor City Roundball Classic this right. year, which didn't happen. Uh, Coach Mortimer over at uh, Hanover Horton, um, you know, doing a phenomenal job. Uh, you know, he's able to keep a few of his players. Um, you know, I mean, even though they had a really strong team last year. Uh, he did graduate quite a few, but, you know, retained um, uh, quite a few. Let's see what Rex Stenzak can do over at Ann Arbor Gabriel Richard. I mean, he's had a lot of success, you know, when he was at Pioneer. Um, then he's over at Gabriel Richard. I think that they're, that, that program will slowly come come around. It might not be this year, uh, but you never know. I mean, you talk about one of the better coaches as well. I think that he's going to bring some of the same impact um, that Duran Shepard does to Oak Park. Uh, then you look at Iron Mountain. Yeah, I was going to hey, say. Come on down. The Southern come Illinois commit still yes. running the show yes. over there. Yeah. And Pawama Westphalia maybe still a program uh, will be recommended. Hey, I think Pawama Westphalia is always going to be what's, there. What's you know, they have a nice guard. I'm blanking on his name. I really like him. Is there another Spitzley? No, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hey, apologize. It's, it's early, I apologize Scott. To it's the, early. Uh, We're just to getting the PW the, fans, but they have a really, really nice guard. We'll talk about them yeah. at some yeah. point. You know what I mean? We're all just kind of getting into the groove here, and things just were announced. You know, again, just news that Ann Arbor now is allowed to play. You know, we didn't think we were going to see Ann Arbor here on. So uh, we are going to see them. And, and you know, and then, you know, now Skyline and Pioneer can get it going too. And we'll see how Ann Arbor's always strong in hoops, always got stuff yep. going on. So, you know, in terms of, in terms of, small- and Ypsilanti itself, Ypsilanti community. And, and Charles Ramsey is now the head coach at Ypsilanti. He was an assistant coach in the Brian Ellerby era. Uh, maybe he Tommy Amaker in college. He was a uh, for, uh, assistant for Ben Braun at Cal. Yep. He was at Michigan. Yep. With- he was the head coach at Eastern Michigan. Right. Uh, you know, and so you talk about guy with 
who's who's uh, you know uh, grown up in the in the in the four eight one nine seven. You know, and then all this, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, he's been a college coach, and all of a sudden, he's going to be able to come back um, and 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 help out, you know, that the Grizzlies. Um, and hats off to Steve Brooks for what he's done. He's now at Wayne Memorial, uh, so we talk about a lot we'll be, of coaching. We'll changes. be talking about Wayne, and Wayne's another program. You know, Jared Smith at Westland, John Glenn. I still believe. Okay, um, yeah. You know, so I'm at theirs. Yeah, it's good. fierce Usually, rivalry. I think they're playing this, or uh, well, not this week, but soon. Yeah, soon. So, I think Churchill is going to Wayne, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But okay. I, but usually I spend my time. You know, I've got my notes. Yeah. I'm pretty tight because I'm at team camps. You know, I'm there yeah. in the June and in, in July, and I get to see for my own eyes. Right. You know, and all of a sudden, you know, this isn't happening. So yeah. I'm really treating, you know, the next two weeks as catch up. Yeah. You know, and if I can knock out as many games as possible and see as many players yeah. as I can, um, I mean, that's 100% the goal. I'm going to try to watch you know, the highlights, helps. but and uh, I will be helps. watching more streaming than I will highlights. Yeah. Never miss never miss a shot in highlights. That's know? right. In um, streaming, but, you, you mean. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Exactly. Uh, so you only see the good stuff on the only, highlights. Only, only the good stuff, you uh, yeah. know, and state champs highlights are the best. Thank you. you Thank you very that. much. You know what I will... Uh, uh, throw my hat in the ring okay. for hurry for, up because we got to move on. No, so. no, this I'll be quick. I promise. Well, I, I always say these will be short yeah. pocket, but they're, no, they're going to be always. You, over you an said hour. small schools. Yeah, yeah. We didn't, we didn't talk about Metro Detroit. We haven't yet. Best small school in Metro Detroit right now is Riverview Gabe Richard. Okay. Uh, they were I think nineteen and one or twenty one last year. They bring most of the okay. uh, lineup back. Holdsclaw, Mike Holdsclaw, Mike Calhoun. Um, they got a real nice junior point guard. So Chris Dake and, and uh, Riverview, Gabriel Richard, should be a, a team in, in Division Four to look out. And I'll make sure as we move forward here, we'll do some shout-outs and talk about divisions in particular. So we're not always just talking about the top teams. You know, we'll take something like, you know, Downriver, and we'll kind of break down how some of those teams have been performing, you know, over the last week or so. And, and that's how we'll do this over the course of the next uh, many, many weeks of hang time. Also, Detroit Douglas is in Division. Yeah, that's what I saw that you sent me a uh, text to that. So they're so Pierre Brooks is going to be going for a Division Four state championship. He'll be going for a divorce Division Four state championship. A Detroit Pershing, Theron Hill, Squally, Squally Hill is is. I mean, they were they made loaded with year. juniors. I mean, they, they made were. Noise. He made a noise as a freshman. Yeah, he was yeah, all, yeah, all PSL. Yeah. With, and you yeah. talk about the PSL being wide yeah. open this yeah. year. Uh, you know they. You know yeah, they we didn't they say anything about Cast Tech. Yeah, Cast Tech. You know, Rylan Bowens is a nice. Uh, Rylan uh, Bowens, and he's also Kyle have Walker. A, they also have a couple of transfers that came in. Terrence, yeah. yeah. always got a lot of athletes. Yeah. All right, guys. So we're going to have a lot to get into over the next of the uh, several weeks. So again, if there's people you want, teams you want to hear about something, you can always hit us up early. Send me an email. Uh, it's real easy. My email is lplant at statechampsnetwork.com. You can say, hey, you know, why don't you look into this team or that team or see how these guys, I'll, I'll make sure that Julius uh, gets you schooled up on it when we get back, uh, back, back in the arena here and talk uh, high school Michigan basketball. But um, just, you know, hit us up on social media, whatever. And we'll make sure that uh, we kind of address if you have certain questions that you want answered here on hang time uh, as we kind of get through this 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 restart this startup here is uh, we're you know we're basically just you know getting into Valentine's Day and we'd be knee deep in uh, everything getting ready for the playoffs. I mean, but, PSL uh, playoffs right, are going on right, right now. Right, right, right. Crazy. So anyway, championship uh, game. We'll, we'll be going. So uh, one last sponsor, ladies and gentlemen, that is the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Michigan. Male and Female Athlete of the Year Awards. This is the 
top honor that you could get if you're a student athlete. So if you are out there and you are an elite athlete, maybe a first team, second team, all-stater, you've got at least a 3.0 GPA, you've done some work uh, with the with leadership in the school and maybe something in the community, uh, they want to hear from you. They need you to download the application and you need to apply because you cannot be nominated if you don't apply. You can do that real easy at DACAthleteoftheyear.com. Fill it out. We're going to have applications. Usually they'd be over by now, but we're extending it through the month of February. So a lot of the names that we mentioned today uh, are all guys and soon-to-be girls here in our next uh, conversation who should apply for the award. Uh, and we recognize you in a great way. State Champs gives you a lot of love with some special uh, profiles and features, and we have a huge gala downtown Detroit, whether we have to do it in a beautiful tented facility or we're inside the DAC, uh, it's basically right next door to Comerica Park, and uh, we're going to treat it like the Academy Awards and uh, show you your love as you transition to your next level of athletic excellence. So check it out, DACAthleteoftheyear.com. Now it is time to bring in the maestro, Matt Mowry, who is going to opine about what is happening in the girls' basketball season as we get set here. Again, so many of us disappointed that we did not get to see the boys' uh, season finish out last season. The girls were even that much closer to getting to a state championship as they were in regionals, and uh, we were really seeing who were going to be the power players. The question remains, Matt, as we get into this and start talking about the top teams, who are the teams that maybe we're in the mix last year that maybe are not, or who are some surprises? What are you looking at? Well, I think there are there are a couple of teams that come to mind when you talk about teams that maybe thought they had a chance last year and then graduated big pieces. Puama Westphalia obviously was rolling through, had just beaten uh, Kent City uh, in the regional semifinals. They had Ithaca, I think, in the regional finals, which was a winnable game. It looked like they were en route to another one. They lost their their big two in uh, Spitzley and Drosty. So it's it, but it's one of those programs like you talked about with the boys that they just reload. You know they're going to be there. You just don't know you know where exactly. Michigan Center has that that in conference rivalry with Grass Lake. That's another one. They lost their their uh, um, uh, one one of the a couple of their big key pieces from what had been a real se- uh, senior laden team last year. Freeland, kind of the same way. They'd been a, a team that was always just kind of hanging around that regional finals level. Lake City had a couple of the, the, the Biz Ballet sisters. Uh, one of them ended up at Grand uh, Valley after last year. Brighton is another one. That Brighton was this far behind Heartland all season long. They were neck and neck, but they graduated everybody. Now, granted, those are programs, again, that just kind of reload, but uh, I don't I don't anticipate that Brighton will st- will certainly be on that 21 and 3 level like they were last year then you've got the ones that that had a lot coming back and knew they had a lot coming back uh you got detroit edison obviously 23 and 0 last year they were cruising for yet another state title yeah they lose gabby elliott yeah they lose a couple other pieces uh key pieces but they just bring those kids up that played you know a couple years ago on on the quote-unquote black team that they had their their junior varsity team yeah just so people understand they have two varsity teams, basically. They have yes. an orange and a black uh, at Detroit Edison in girls basketball. That's how great they are, and they'd rather just play two independent schedules with varsity. That's deep. That's dope. And, again, that, that when you 
when you have that kind of depth of that's talent. Swag. Just, oh, that's yeah. And at swag. the end of the yeah. freshman year, I mean, yeah. They're, they're, every year, Matt, I think, I mean, I see at least for the next decade, Detroit Edison's going to be one or two in the state. Yeah, when you can roll kids out on like Ruby Whitehorn and Rakaia Bio, who are you know nationally ranked as freshmen on that black team, and they're beating Division One teams, you know, it, essentially this is a JV type setting because yeah. these are freshmen and sophomores, and they're they're just rolling over D one teams that are going to be good teams down the road. You know that that they, they just wanted to get game experience for those kids. Another team that was right there with Edison, and in fact they played right near the end of the regular season. And it, I don't remember if it went to overtime or not, but Detroit Renaissance, what Shane Laval did there last year, you know, taking a program that had always traditionally been pretty good, but was in kind of a lull and taking a young roster of sophomores and juniors that the year before had just gotten blown out in the semis of the PSL. It, they turned into a monster last year, and that might be the team that more than anybody else was so disappointed about, you know, the finish last year. But all those kids are back this year, and that's mm-hmm. going to be a behemoth of a team. East Grand Rapids, same thing, 22-1 and one last year, returned everybody. You've got three Division One high division one level players you get the macy and jillian brown who are the the headliners uh jillian's going to northwestern you've got hudsonville that's right there with uh, them and actually i believe the two of them play soon i mean that's 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 going to be one of the key west side battles all year long that's those are two teams that are probably going to be ranked in the top five all year long there's, you've got a Celine team that kind of came out of nowhere and had been a really good team, but had never reached kind of that elite status that they, they got to last year. East Lansing is always going to be hanging around. Yeah, they they uh, graduated a Leonai who headed on to Illinois, but that's a program that, again, just kind of reloads and kind of finds its, its next Miss Basketball candidate. East Kentwood, it, it plays in that that just murderously tough okay red um uh division and and that's another team that's just loaded led by cabriana hallman who's going to xavier just a you know a a rim defender supreme grand rapids west catholic you're you're noticing a lot of west side teams the west side right now especially in the okay is just loaded with top-notch teams grand rapids west catholic 23 and 1 last year that's another program that's that's going to be just right on the doorstep a midland dow team that ended up winning the saginaw valley last year and brought basically everyone back including uh valley mvp jada garner that's a team that can shoot the lights out not a tremendously large team they don't have you know your prototypical bigs that they can just throw it into the post but they can score from anywhere and then you've got the blue bloods you've got you know birmingham marion and is going to be right there they were 19 and 5 last year probably going to be a top two three uh kind of school in in, in oakland county uh you've got west bloomfield that uh, scott mentioned earlier west bloomfield had a 17 and 7 record but they're one of those kind of teams like a and t and like lathrop were back in the day that will play anybody at any time so that record can sometimes be a little misleading 
you've got a Kalamazoo Central team that's probably going to be in the mix this year, even though they were 12 and 11 last year, simply because they get probably, arguably, the best player in the state back in Marasha Wiggins, who missed the second half of last season with a knee injury. She's going to uh, North Carolina. Then you've got programs like Temperance Bedford and Port Huron that both had 20-win seasons last year that kind of came out of nowhere. They'd both been good programs, but but kind of bumped it up to the, the next level. On the smaller school level, you've got Kent City with, with Kenzie Bowers that you know keep, kept running into that Puama westphalia roadblock year after year. So close with them last year. I, I covered that game when they played them in, in the uh, regional semifinals, and it's just it, it's they're they're a centimeter from getting over the hump. And maybe if PW takes a step back this year, maybe this is the year. There's a Byron team that went 23 and one last year, and Grass Lake has has all the talent in the world. Then obviously in D4, you've got Adrian Lenaway Christian that that uh, won the two previous titles before last year got walked, washed out. Right. And then another program, Dave, Dave Mann's Harper Woods Chandler Park Academy program Dave Mann, that takes out anyone yet. At, Still kicking around, still do. He's doing kind of. They stole the the idea for that black team. They have a similar thing going on at at Chandler Park. They've got one of the best point guards that nobody really talks about in Amaya uh, Biggie um, O'Brien, and she's she's going to LIU Brooklyn, and she, it's just that's one of those teams too that you look at the record and you go, yeah, because they're eighteen and four. But you always you also have to realize who they've played to get there, and it's the best of the best every single night out. Right. They let the they let the black team, their their JV team, so to speak, play the conference schedule because nobody in their conference is close to them, so they can go out and essentially play an independent schedule throughout the season. And they're just once the playoffs, their problem has been that they ended up running into Detroit Edison repeatedly in the playoffs, so their playoff runs have been shorter than they probably should have been. Yeah, Matt. Uh, how's Mercy? Ahead. How's Mercy look? Mercy should be right there. I mean, you know, Gary, he's got that team always, you know, right, right in contention in in the the CHSL Central. You know, they've got Julia Bishop, Miss Volleyball, is back, yeah. uh, kind of plays a point forward. Uh, you got Maya White last year, who's an undersized post, but she's she's one of those kids that that can figure out a way to score. And they always he always has a cast of of shooters and defenders around them. They're going to be right there with Mary, and I think those two are are definitively the class of the CHSL. I, like, I don't uh, know that Alexis it's, Roberts. It's, I I like from yes, Mercy yep. too. The, the point guard. Yep. Yeah. Yep, Alexis is very good. Yeah, I'll tell you what. There's, you know, again, this is why you should appreciate this podcast because these are the guys in the know, man. These are the guys who follow high school basketball here in the state. Boys, girls, you name it. A lot of deep research, a lot of deep insight. So just make sure you tune in every week. Shane Lowell is a fascinating character, the head coach at Renaissance. So went to your Southfield guy. Went to Oakland University, yep. played a few years there, and then finished up at Wayne State. Uh, ended up playing in Nigeria, a bunch of different places across the globe, uh, and you know just kept his you know basketball thing. He was in the the LBL, the Lebanese Basketball League, doing his thing. You know, big center, tall guy. Uh, you know what he's been able to do already. He he pulled me. I didn't even recognize. I did the play by play for Oakland in 05 and 06. I didn't even recognize the kid. He was, he's like miles different. He's so much thicker now. You know, he's a big guy. Uh, you know, 
what the energy that he's he's bringing, and again, Renaissance should always be one of the best girls basketball. Should be one of the best boys basketball teams in the state every year. They got a ways to go on the boys side, but they'll they'll he's getting they'll, it fixed around. Oh, yeah, getting it fixed. John White's getting yep, it fixed. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, I'm really curious to see what they do, and uh, I think that's going to be uh, maybe the next great reign and somebody that can can uh, challenge Edison, uh, you know, from a, a, a physicality standpoint and. Kind of like what Scott said, that swag. I mean, they come in, That's Edison right. comes in the gym, and, and they're going to dominate things. It used to be Renaissance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the Di- was it Diana Jones? They were the cream of the crop yeah. in the PSL for a long time. No doubt. No doubt. Strong, strong. So, Matt, as we wrap this up here, uh, give me who you feel will be the five Miss Basketball candidates, if there are five this year. Ooh, just five. I could give you a dozen. Again, oh, like last right. year when we had so many of them. Obviously, you got to start with Demia Hackman. Detroit Edison has had a hammer lock on the Miss Basketball Award like no one has ever had before. Uh, no one had ever had two players in a row from the same school win it. We could have a chance of three in a row. Could have a three She's committed no to MSU. Doubt. Yep, exactly. In her three-year career so far, started as a freshman, and she was she's been the point guard for that team, 74-2, and 19-0 in the playoffs, two titles. She had a chance. I mean, if you want to talk about historic, you know, no one has ever gone there before. If they hadn't washed last year's play, the finish of last year's playoffs out, she had a chance to join. I think there was one player from Flint Northern. I could be wrong. Somebody may be able to correct that. But I think there was only one player that played on all four of those Flint Northern four consecutive championships. So she would have been the second to do that. You know, obviously she still has, yeah, obviously she still has a chance to help. I think the way they're dealing with it is that they're still saying that streak is alive for Depsa. So they could still win four in a row and she would be on three of them, but she would only have personally three rings. Similar situation. You got Brees Allen. They would have won last year. I mean, let's just say it out loud. They would have won last year. Gabby Elliott was, there's no way she was not going to, along with Demia and the others going to win. So I think it's fair. And and everyone in division two can step up and say that. Yeah, yeah. Don't send me hate. And obviously, you got you got you got Brees Allen buying the uh, six footer at Adrian Lenaway Christian. She she ended up missing the end of her junior year with an injury. Committed to Gonzaga, similar kind of record. Uh, she she had her coming out party at the semifinals in an upset over then number one uh, Sacred Heart and led uh, Lenaway Christian to a title as a freshman in her three year career, seventy two and six, eighteen and zero in the playoffs. I think those are probably the two front runners I mentioned. Marasha Wiggins from Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo Central, who is committed to UNC. She's one of those kind of kids that hasn't had the success in her career so far, simply because of injuries. But you know the potential is there. You got Jillian Brown from East Grand Rapids from the Brown family that's going to end up having three high-level Division One players. Mentioned Kenzie Bowers from Kent City, committed mm-hmm. to Illinois State. Kylie Davis from Renaissance, one of the few underclassmen to ever win the Miss PSL award and have a chance to come back to win it the next year. She's going to Northern Kentucky. Then a couple of dark horses, AJ Editor from from Hamilton going to Iowa, kind of a, a face the basket big. Alana Michaud from Wayne Memorial, uh, six foot three, committed to Minnesota. There's kind of a pipeline from the Metro Detroit area to Minnesota in the last couple of years. Another rim protector, Cabriana Hallman probably should be in the conversation. Avery Cabana from Grass Lake has been 
one of the top D3 players in the state for since her freshman year as well, committed to Grand Valley real early on. You kind of wonder about that. She just felt like that was the thing to do. But she's probably a D1 player who's going to end up playing at Grand Valley. Ella mm-hmm. Stemmer from Celine committed to Lehigh. She was a kid that I didn't know a whole lot about. I'd only seen a couple of times. Uh, she is easily one of the top 10 players. And then I mentioned uh, Amaya Biggie O'Brien from uh, Chandler Park. One we should we should mention who belongs in this conversation and had she stayed for her senior year. Allie Van Timmeren from Jenison kind of was unsure how the season was going to go, whether or not they were going to play. She decided to graduate early and enroll early at Boston College, is already playing in six games at Boston College. Wow. I don't even know if you call it a, a sub-freshman. In nice. six games at Boston College, averaging eight points and five rebounds, dropped 17 on Louisville the other night in her last oh time out. She is for real, and yeah. she was one of those kids who never got enough credit. In you know, she's she's playing as I would imagine she's 17 or 18, playing against you know kids who are four and five years older than her, and holding her own. And then obviously we've got a a, a deep junior class that includes yeah. those kids from Depsa get, and, and Ruby let, Whitehorn. Let's get yeah. into that next week. Sure. Let's sure. let's talk about some top juniors you know what next dawned, week. That's dawned on me after listening to Matt give that preview. Girls basketball in the state of Michigan is really, really strong. And the girls are sending probably considerably more prospects to division one and high level division one programs than the boys are. Yeah. Especially it's go back to I, I think that's fair. Yeah. And, you know, the MHSA want to make the change. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was really struggling. I would say, too, Matt, you know, one last thing, because we're going to wrap up here. I'm not going beyond an hour and 50. Sure. Uh, Ypsilanti Arbor Prep. Yes. Arbor you Prep didn't really talk about them, and I'm just curious, because they're always a team that we seem, at least in the state semifinals, is, is battling somebody. I just I just took it for granted that we would understand that. No, yeah, I, yeah, I meant to talk <laughs> about them. They're always right there. They've got um, one of the best juniors in the nation in Maya Petticord who can go off for 40 at a moment's notice. It's a deep team usually. And, yeah, that's another team that's going to be there in the D3 late in the postseason. Um, I had them on, written on my list, and I don't know why my brain skipped over them. But, yes, no they, they always deserve a mention yeah, we as, as one of the shout. contenders in the state. Absolutely. Yep. Just give him a shout and uh, uh, we'll get more into this. We'll, we'll kind of, uh, we can get a little more in the weeds next week. We're going to see how things are shaping out in, in some of these. And like I said, I think it's, it'll be good if we focus, you know, at least, you know, on a division at a time too. And that way we can talk about some more of the teams and maybe not run quite as long, but ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the first edition of state champs, Michigan hang time. We are so happy that we were able to actually get in a room and socially distance, of course. And uh, well, sort of. We're, but we're all good. We're very, very. We're careful. rim running on the mic. Yes, exactly. So this has been great. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And uh, again, we will be back each and every week. The plan is to kind of get these out on on Thursday. So record Wednesdays. I'll put them out on Thursdays. So uh, let's make sure that uh, if it's something you like, share it. Tell everybody. Hang time's back. And if you see us out at one of the games or whatever, just give us a shout. Tell us, you know, what you like about the podcast, what you don't like about it, what you want to hear more. Uh, of and uh, we can cater it to uh, to that too. We want to be uh, serving it here for the people, but we know you guys, you know, uh, are there. And uh, you know, as Jalen Rose would say, we want to give the people what they want. <laughs> <laughs>
right? And uh, we all want hoops, and so we're glad it's here. So once again, thank you so much for listening to Hang Time, presented by Lawrence Technological University. We will see you and talk to you next week. Excellent.